Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 17th of June, 2018. This week I had a, an email from someone who asked my opinions on certain things that are happening in the world and different organizations and so on. And obviously the, the person is liberal and, and well-meaning and all the rest of it. And I thought, how on earth do you answer them in a, a short way, basically? And I thought, well, I've already given the talks about human nature and how human nature is manipulated heavily and used by special interest groups who have studied us for so long. We're still being studied all the time, even more perfectly than ever before, in fact. And, and, and we're micromanaged by those who understand how we tick, basically, and how to program us. We can be programmed, too. And uh, I thought, well, the one thing the person has to understand that I answer is that humans and human nature is rather devious. It's rather devious. And the history of, of society and the world is rather devious when it comes to power. And you, you find that anthropologists and sociologists and psychologists, and at least in the higher orders of them at least, they understand this. They understand that we're not really a, a wonderful Disney-esque type of, of, of society of different peoples. Within any tribal group, you only have power plays, for instance. And egos come to the fore. People will hate each other as they strive for power over their opponents to get more power. And this is unfortunately a terrible thing in, in nature. And yet it's a natural thing in nature too. Albert Pike of uh, Freemasonry said the same thing, that, that we make no apologies for nature. And it isn't until you understand his writings, he's, he's, he's talking about elitism. And those who see the light, you might say, or at least seek it, uh, he, he claims, are, are more intelligent uh, than, than others. There, again, that's another thing in society, too, is this supreme being type thing, that humans are the supreme beings. And it leads to all kinds of problems. You find even victims com- complain about being, well, complain about being downtrodden by victors in the past, and they themselves then become the, the supreme beings or master races, and, and rather vocally too. Human nature is rather disappointing in its predictability. And as I say, ego is a big, big thing to do with humans. I guess us in all kinds of troubles. We find that we're trained so easily by tribal systems. It's a natural thing, actually, to have a tribal instinct in you. But we're trained so easily by those who understand this natural instinct and they abuse it and they abuse the people who follow it and they know exactly what buttons to push to get you to go off and fight wars, etc. And we do know what's right and we do know what's wrong. This is the, the problem with it all too. But we lose all sensibilities of what's right and wrong when things like war is declared. We, we really do. And as soon as the first of your, of your own people are, are killed in war, that's it. The, the, those who planned it in the first place know that the, the, the war is not going to stop. Then you'll go and fight. That's what happens. Your pals get killed. You go. You're so there for you. You want justice and revenge and so on. 
And that's how wars are continued for by those who understand how to use them and even start them. The, the, the wars that are going on today are for the other people's powers. And the, all countries across Europe and, and the West have been involved in them, paying for all, doing it all, and so on. And a handful of corporations, of course, also will benefit from it all. Never mind, well, quite a few actually, and maybe more corporations to do with the military-industrial suppliers, because weaponry is incredibly expensive today, and especially when you get into aircraft and, and things like that. And but you also find the corporations that always profit from going into countries, taking over territories, under all kinds of fictitious reasons, and plundering nations. Uh, if you're sitting on something today and you haven't used it, you're in danger. I remember talking about a program quite a few years ago on a British, I think it was a British, it could have been CBC, but I think it was a British um, expose. Uh, uh, they all have the, every country's got its own versions of the 60 Minutes type of thing, Man Alive and Panorama or, or things like that. And it was to do at that time with foreign powers sending mercenaries into Sierra Leone. And you could see them, they gave you clips of it all and so on. You saw these mercenaries that were from Britain and other countries getting paid by a company in London. Uh, that wanted uh, the diamonds and, and all the, the, the wealth that was in that country. And so they were stirring up chaos and to oust somebody was, that was in power in order to get their own guys in and get the, the cheap rights to, to plunder the place. The, the show, uh, I mean, and the, and the crew was good. They, they went into this big high, you saw this big tower in London, office tower, and they went into this... Um, big company that dealt with diamonds and so on. And the, the fellow who was sitting behind the desk, the, the kind of jovial type, well-fed, pudgy kind of character, uh, who uh, obviously earned an awful lot of cash by how he behaved and dressed and all the rest of it. But he was genuinely, and this is, that's what you'll see with a good psychopath too, he was genuinely um, bewildered with the questions that he was asked, like, well, what gives you the right to go in there and overthrow a country in order to get its wealth? Now, from his point of view, he was quite blatant about it, but quite, quite open about it. He said, well, and he gave this bewildered look. What do you mean? They're sitting on all this wealth and they're doing nothing with it. To him, it was quite practical going in there and taking it off them. And that's, that's the history of it. And now that doesn't belong to say, one race of people, one tribe, you might say, in any part. They're all the same. They're all the same. All, all, all the, the, these institutions and corporations at the top of every country will do the same kind of thing. And, and in fact, they use countries quite, quite like the, for their private businesses. In fact, often your country is their private business as far as they're concerned. Some are better at it than others. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, he, he's quite open about it. And uh, the, folk, the people getting killed and so on didn't, didn't affect him at all. And there's nothing new in that. There's nothing new in that at all. I, I can remember, too, watching, I think it was a TV interview, which is probably up on YouTube still, 
with George Soros when he explained about his past and so on, and how he, he also loved to boast about how, how he got in touch with a couple of his friends, and they schemed to, to basically bust the, the British pound, and they speculated on it, on it and they, they, they got massive uh, rewards financially from kind of, kind of futures prediction thing by making the events happen and watching the country go pretty well bankrupt. I had to start boring Merlin like crazy to keep the pound afloat. And he, and he said something that he said on other occasions too. There was nothing personal in it. As though that excused it all. There was nothing personal about it. just business. Sinking countries, profiting off the misery of others, and putting them all into debt to pay off the, the borrowed money on behalf of the nation. There's nothing personal in it. Well, 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 here I'm sorry about this. I don't understand how, how this character can differentiate causing misery to millions of people for his own profit. I, 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 would, I would say that that's very personal and, uh, and it should be treated as such as, as being criminal. But they won't put these laws in the books, will they? I've said it before too, that bank crash after bank crash, and then you get plundered at least by these big bankers at least twice a century. Sometimes more, many ripples too, but the two, at least two big ones uh, per century. And they won't change the books. They, they go through the, this pretense at, at adding this and adding that and so on uh, to, to try to stop it. But it's, it's complete pretense. They have no intention of ever stopping that kind of thing from happening again because they plan to do it over and over and over again. By Haven't you figured this out? Getting back to the email that the guy sent me, people are incredibly devious. And there are those who are awfully good at plundering nations. And they'll use these same excuses. There's nothing personal in it, you know, as if that excuses it all. Because he's just using business practices and using legal loopholes, meaning nothing's been, they don't, they don't make it a criminal offence to, to rob people at that level. And therefore it's okay. It's just business. You can't get into the mindset of a psychopath. Psychopaths can breed with psychopaths. That's how nobility arose long ago. And all nations have got nobility, some better than others, at this very thing. And there's darn good chances they'll breed psychopaths as well. So humanity has to recognize what the, what the system is that you're living under. You've got to also look at all the incredible do-gooding things that are out there. All these charities and oh, we're here to help this and here to help that. And look at the wages they give the top staff. I'll put up again, it was an article where some of the CEOs of big charity, they're getting £300,000 a year at the top. That's not a charity, folks. See, business school and those, those who, who understand, and their parents too, who understand the scam, will tell their children, if you want to get rich in this world, don't use your own money, if, even if you don't have it. You don't need to. Just get into the right scam and, and, and become an alpha, go to the right meetings and, and join a few organizations. You don't have to do much at all. Just the charities to help this and help that. Get on the board and sit there and drink your coffee and your cakes every week. Talk a lot of nonsense and get it put down your resume. That's how the folk get into politics. That's what they do. It's got nothing to do with helping anybody except themselves. And they're picked out by people who are often in the right associations, put it that way. 
there's always a, a head in every every board that susses them out for, and it will put them ahead for, for uh, being groomed for politics or different or other positions. That's how, that's what they're really there for. They're, they're, they're like they're like sifting places to sift out the people they want under the guise of charity. And these organisations are awfully they, they, they pay themselves awfully awfully well. They're going concerns. That's what they are. Massively so. I mean, I was looking at the the recent so-called breakthrough in Southern Ireland, and it was to do with uh, abortion. Now they've got abortion through going through, and uh, they're catching up supposedly with the rest of the world, which is plummeting down <laughs> down the tubes very quickly. And so life again is becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Lots of sex, uh, but no strings attached. The state will take care of your, of your problems or fall out from it. That's what they think in a way, that nothing is, nothing is free, including the treatments for different things as well, and including abortion itself, because abortion does cause problems. Everybody involved medicine knows this. You get problems down the road. Very common. And even taking the pill. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, the cover-ups and cover-ups for so many years about what the pill does to the people. And how the, the government's colluded. Because there's only one system running this world, and I hope you understand that. One system, with its big agenda, runs the planet. And plans the future all the time. There are many subsections down below, and there are different names and so on, that do a, a lot of the nitty-gritty detailed stuff. But at the very top, there's one agenda. This is the century of change, transition, remember. That's what it's called. Now, so that's what this century we're in now was called in the last century, the coming century of the age of transitions. And here we are in it, where all the big agenda had to be fulfilled. Global governance has to come out of it. The elimination of certain peoples across the world, only certain ones, uh, including Europe, and the replacement of two articles on that today as well. And it's all being fulfilled under different guises, it's definitely an organized cap to the pyramid, you might say. That's what we're living under. Definitely an organized cap here that runs it all. There's no doubt about it. Everything ties together just too perfectly. And regardless of the, of the talks I've given about institutions and how institutions are set up with goals, and they can hire and retire and watch uh, even that the, their older members die off because they've got new ones coming on, getting trained, trained, trained and working towards the same goals. It may take them two centuries, but they'll, they will accomplish them. Everybody else in the population who, who's oblivious of these organizations thinks nothing of them. They think there's some sort of little hobby clubs or something, but they actually create policies and tell governments what to do. The CFR, for instance, tell us, it says that they're think tanks which advise governments. Well, you don't, you don't vote them in. The CFR is a branch of the world governance system to eliminate nations and borders and so on. And here they are at the same time making the foreign policies of, of what countries to bomb next. And when you see who, who's writing them, they, they have invested interests personally with them too. So... Nothing is ever as it appears to be. Nothing. And I really mean nothing. You question everything. Every darn thing out there. And as I say, that's what I'm, I'm telling you. This person who asked me questions about different organizations, I said, well, that's it. Human nature has, has faults. The faults can be exacerbated with cunning psychopaths who, who override everything and run it all. And at the same time, these same psychopaths are know perfectly well 
that they can employ all kinds of experts because they have all the money in the world since it's created out of thin air. But they can create all kinds of experts to even decide how to train even more effectively the next pop generation through schooling and so on. Because the techniques now are so perfect for indoctrination and social engineering. And they have all the data on every single person. Every child is putting all their, their, their thoughts up daily on the net for all the big boys at the top. All the big think tanks are given access to the data. And they are given all the access, by the way, to it. It's not just like, like aggregate stuff in the, in, the, in the ether. They're getting all the data from everybody. And, and the computers sort them through in algorithms into categories, etc., to find out what, what each person's thinking. And, and uh, should they be tweaked or not tweaked? Or how do you get, how do you get this person to change their mind on, on this or that or whatever? And the children are the targets. The older folk, they, they, they've done a lot with you, and they'll keep training you until you die. But the younger ones are the ones who really go for to the next step for, for really advanced radical change. That's how it's done. It's perfect, actually. Most parents really don't know this, and, and they don't care. They have been groomed themselves, in turn, to be parents, if they're going to be parents at all, to allow the state to do the, the, the indoctrination of the child. Big players like Bertrand Russell talked about that many years ago, that, it, that uh, he said eventually the state... In fact, in the 1920s even talked about but he said that the state would uh, give the child the value is not the parents. With techniques that were becoming more advanced, it says we can bypass any input that a child will receive from their parents after school and, and uh, indoctrination by the state will prevail. Well, that was done long ago, long, long ago. The parents don't even know what their children are being fed today. And here's the thing too. As far back as the 1930s, in the Soviet system, which was at that time the avant-garde for testing out on, on a, a captive population, a lot of this, these techniques, on children especially. But uh, they had done all the techniques, uh, uh, tweaking and studying on children. And they knew that every four years between each grouping of children, they were, they were tweaked ahead a little bit more for what they would experience going down the road, as opposed to the, the previous group, of, of even four years' difference. So, so every four years, they tweaked tweak them higher and higher into what that group would, would experience at a certain time in their life, like all, all at the same time, like when they hit 30, that the radical change that was planned for at that time that they would hit. It's so easy to do it, isn't it? If you have total control of the population. And the Soviets, too, had the Young Communists Organization or League, which, of course, also was kind of against the parents. You could turn their parents in, just like the, the Nazis had done, too, with the Hitler Youth. The Germans, remember, copied almost everything that was in the Soviet system. In fact, they had delegations going there to find out how to do it all in the 1920s and 30s. But today, the true technique is used on everybody. With, with everyone putting their data up there and thinking nothing of it. Isn't that scary? Hmm? Isn't that scary? Where even your, the peer group that you're in will try and force you to go into the same nonsense that they're, where they're putting up all their stuff. Or if you have a, a, a personal chat with them, they might put it all up. 
on the net. Incredible, really, isn't it? But that's that's the stage in which we live today. That there there's no real, if there's no real friendship with purpose of friendship and respect of friendship amongst people, it's finished. It's totally finished. Really. I said a long time ago that the last, the only place you'll have left is inside your own head for a while. And even that's going to disappear shortly too. All the banks are forcing everybody into the, 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 the cashless system and trying to get everybody to do things online. The governments are doing the same thing with taxes and so on. So this is not a thing they're going to... It's when you run out of choices and they're narrowing down your choices to eliminate them all, step by step, one by one, then you're under tyranny, folks. The West especially evolved in a society to, to get more freedoms by choice. When choices go, you're definitely under tyranny. You're going backwards. And that's where it's all going today. I've said before, too, that you don't have to learn every politician's name. or They're all just numbers and faces to me. They're irrelevant because they're all like clones of each other. The big agenda would continue if they all died tomorrow by some strange something they or whatever. It would continue because they're all replaceable. But you're supposed to get caught up in, in who is the, uh, the the star of the moment. Don't forget, they've made <laughs> the same people who brought you the so-called actors and, and actresses have now been stars and make people in the music industry the same way. It's a massive machine that makes them, not talent. It's a machine behind them that makes them whatever it is on behalf of those who are going to plunder their bank accounts for them because that's what they do too. But the thing is, it's the same people who make politicians stars now. They're stars. Don't forget, in the 1800s, into the early 20th century, uh, people were, um, didn't trust actors and, and uh, actresses. It's really actresses, too, because they used to go off and sing for their supper, basically, after shows, and do other things as well. It was well known. But anything that, that, that's touched by the makers, the star makers, they end up earning a lot of money. Today, in this day and age, and they can change off. They change everything that actually is into something else. And so, and now they present you with actors and actresses that as leaders of the community, just because you see them on the screen. You know, they're still actors or actresses. They're no brighter than 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 than, than they were before uh, they became actors and actresses. But that's what they give you now for leaders. Because they understand that people will follow them because they like what they see on, on the screen. The CFR brought in actors and actresses onto their, their board because they actually said in their own write-up that, that these people, because they're well-known, will bring in a lot of young people who will start to follow us and, and basically be influenced by what they say. And so George Clooney is in it, and I think Angelina Jolie is in it too, and maybe other ones too. So, so understand, that it's the same with, with when they sell you a politician, they're selling you a product. You have no idea who this politician is in any country. It's so souped up with, with nonsense, the same way they'd make a star of a singer or an actor or an actress. Same machinery, same money to do all. And that's what you're sold. They do the same thing, by the way, and I've mentioned it before with Brandt and others, who... 
again, if you really look into the, the star makers of trying to make scientists stars, same group that talked to, who were already in an operation, at least the predecessors of this group were, and they passed on to these guys that they trained. But they, they'd actually already trained people like Einstein to, to bring them, to be the first time to make them stars by well, how bright and incredibly clever they are, according to them. I give them lots of publicity until Einstein could give uh, talks about politics and what countries should do and so that's the, That was the real role of it. And the same group still were in the business of making stars for scientists who then sway public opinion because uh, you're trained to think they're much, much brighter than you. Everything is a racket out there. You've got to be so careful. As I've said before, the deviousness that's in human nature, especially with the psychopathic element, because they're awfully, they're, they're naturally cunning. They don't have to be incredibly intelligent either, by the way. It's a bit of a myth, that too. But they certainly can get the money. And uh, you, you, you can have a low IQ and be incredibly successful because you can be incredibly devious. That's a different thing altogether. So you've got to look at everything in a superficial way, in a sense. Just, just glance over things and be aware that whatever you're looking at is a sea of deception everywhere you look with someone vying for your mind. Not because they're like you at all, but because you're, you, you, your number, you, the, the one, number one, you, will be added to all the other numbers to make a big number for using and whatever agenda is set forth for you to be used in. And it is that precise, actually. And you go into the, the whole area of science and statistics and the surveys and how they do surveys and so on, they're pretty accurate and incredibly intensive today with the computer and all the collection of data from all of everybody out there. So don't just fall for things. Don't, do, don't jump into emotive things either. Emotion is the easiest, cheapest way to get folks suckered in to how they want you to think about things. And I try to give you some idea of how old the technique is in society, and the books are put out too at cuttingthroughmatrix.com. You can order them there, you can find them there. And remember, on my websites, that would be my websites, cuttingthroughmatrix.com, and I've got uh, net and other ones there too, and also sentientsentinel.eu, which is a good site too. But uh, if, you're, if you're getting books from anywhere else except my sites, and don't be fooled by some of them. One guy recently had my name up on eBay, and it looked like me, my site, and selling my books that he copied, <laughs> had reprinted, and was selling them. But folk going in there would think it was me. And he was also selling some uh, health minerals or whatever. You know, they can buy these things in bulk and resell them. And looking, folk will get into that, but we'll think that's me, you see. A complete deception, impersonation, and that—that's not just fraud. It's not just uh, you know, private small claims or whatever you want to call it, or business. It's actually a criminal offence to impersonate someone else. Never mind take their take their work and then copy it all and sell it. So be very very careful out there what you see, and get the genuine articles from me personally. This guy also who <laughs> had stuff going through an organisation. And I think it was Kentucky, although he didn't live there, I've got his address. But he had a few other sites that they were selling other things as well. I mean, 
they're professional conmen out there, but as I say, you have to be awfully, awfully careful what you're, where you're buying things today and who you're buying them from. And since that's my income, I certainly went at it. I had to do something about it. And I haven't finished it yet, by the way. I have to be that way because, as I said, that is my income. Remember, so you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughmedics.com. You can see how to buy them, purchase them on the site. It tells you how to do it and how to pay for it and so on. Remember, you can use PayPal. You can send your private checks. If it's out of the country, you can, you can get an uh, international postal money order from the States to Canada and get it, get it at your post office. You can send cash. And that's how you do it. There's different ways to do things like that. And that helped me take along because I go in to the cons down through the ages. The cons that are even run by what, you, what used to be called the secretive societies. Remember, a society that's secretive to begin with is up to no good. Otherwise, it wouldn't have to be secretive. And if it won't tell the people in its own community what it's up to, then people should be suspicious about it. I don't care what it is. Societies in ancient times did the same kind of thing too. You find going way back to days of Nimrod, the, the whole, all the old myths and legends of, of uh, Nimrod, who, when he was scattered, all the people were scattered, they were, they were going to form a world government, all taught the same language, etc., etc. That's what it was about, become higher than gods. They would become gods, you see, and the tower would go higher than the gods. That was symbolic, as man would become god. That's the whole idea behind uh, even the societies are running today And so they were scattered But it also goes on to, to a lot of books That were taken out of even the Bible And you'll find them at uh, some of the stuff That was taken out in the writings uh, that, that were published in Cambridge uh, Myths and legends that were, that, that, of, of the Hebrew stories And they talk about the, the people who were hunted who, were for, who, who formed the ancient societies and who were hunted across deserts, and, and, and if it, wherever they were found, they were killed for what they'd done. It was interesting. And, they, they, and even then, they had passwords, and they had ways that they stood, with their, how they shaped their feet, their right angles, and, their, and they wink, it says. Even the Bible's a bit there, too, and how they wink, beware them. There's nothing new under the sun, and this is a little bit, I'm telling you, that I know an awful lot more than that, but you've got to understand that uh, society's always been manipulated by those who get together, claim that they're elite, or they're elite amongst themselves and superior, and then they plan misadventures on other people for their own personal wealth, etc. And nothing has changed. Today you have CEOs of corporations that walk across, almost like gods across water. And they have a massive say and sway over governments, and again, they, they comprise the new feudal system that Carl Quigley talked about. This is how it was designed to be by those who already ruled the world financially at the time. And we're here pretty well. Government as it was is obsolete. It's there to take care of appeasing the people, really, keep them happy or content or stopping the people from doing anything really nasty or are overthrowing the system, for instance. That's really what they have today. Uh, dishing out tax money, keep them quiet here and quiet there. Hoover's making the biggest noise, gets the most money thrown at them, and so on. And that's what's, that's like dealing with children. And they talk about it the same way, too. But the big system, 
goes on regardless. International, globalization, the replacement of populations in Europe and so on. And the constant lying about things by the media, which is part of it too. So just before I get on to the next part of it, remember as I say, you can buy the books in Desert Cutting through Medias.com. There's so much to choose from up there. And you can donate as well, a few bucks here and there, because it helps me take along. And uh, that's where I put uh, a lot of my life, actually. Only because I thought it was time to be done at that time. Like I saw where the whole movements were going. I saw where alternative media at one time, which was more honest than it is today, did it today it's terrible. I just had to come out and just say it was international. Americans were looking at navel-gazing at America. They didn't realize that what was happening was an international global agenda. And I came out and hammered that away until they, and, and they had to follow me eventually. And now, unfortunately, it's going right back to square one with an elitist group that took it over. That's what happens, though. That's what happens. There's nothing that starts off, honestly, that doesn't become corrupted. Even the Freemasons admit that. At least they used to, if they know their own histories. And Pike talks about that too. The whole institutions become corrupt, and they certainly do. And that's the history of society and the world, unfortunately, isn't it? And here's another problem too. For those who are trying to become evangelical, to go out there and, and, and just wake everybody up, that's where a lot of people used to feel. And they always hit a dead end or, or a brick wall. When they, when, you can, when they see their faces, just look at them like this confused way. You see, truth itself doesn't matter to a lot of people. They're under a hypnotic state. They've been trained to be into this hypnotic state. They've been trained that figures of authority that they've grown up with on television and news time, if they tell them what you're saying to them, they'll believe it immediately without even questioning it. But if you tell them and show them all the evidence, even from the sources, they won't, they won't, they'll choose not to believe it. I've had people say, I choose not to believe that. So don't burn yourself out trying to change the world. It's not their fault. Indoctrination works awfully well with probably 95% of the public. It really does, across the board. So it's not their fault. They can't understand because because they're conditioned that way. Years ago, on my talks too, I talked about a lot of the studies that were done for United Nations. And for the Department of Education, uh, or the ones who dealt with that, like UNICEF, standardizing a, a, a curriculum across the planet for indoctrinating the children and uniformity. But they had all these different studies, countless studies, still do, more and more and more of them, on how to perfectly indoctrinate children into having the right kind of opinions on things. In other ones, authorized opinions. And how to dissuade them and wean them off having what they say is the wrong opinions. And anybody with, who's an individual, got individualistic tendencies, has to be forced, in a sense, into the, the group think. How to get, eradicate individualistic tendencies. The United Nations said that, that the individual, individualism, is, is the enemy to world harmony and peace. Understand that even the old Soviet system that was copied from another system, this is actually prevalent today. And Quigley talked about that too, that his organization was often mistaken for the, for the communists because their agendas were so similar. But so don't, don't forget that the, that the slogan, one of the slogans was that, that 
communism will have succeeded when there's an absence of opposition. That's when world peace would be, when there was absence of opposition. So if you're all standardized and collective together, don't forget for a moment that you've been conquered and someone's then using you and ruling you over you like tyrants. Because that's, how, that's what it is. There are no altruists out there at the top. People who are truly altruistic don't crave power. They don't. Part of the deception that we are always under is designed to very simply aim at the young, young people and, and give them what they think is more freedom. And that's how it's, it's really sold or marketed to them. We're doing it for you. Don't you all want to have more freedom? You have an age coming up right now, we're in it, where austerity will come in big time, where you're paying, going to be paying more and more money for beer essentials. That's what it means. That's where they want to take you in a post-consumerist society. And to make up for all the other things that you're not going to have, you, yep, you can have lots of sex, as much as you want. Which is a great weapon, actually. Tremendous weapon. Used down through many centuries in different periods of history to even disable whole peoples, even in ancient times, by those who knew how to do it. And what it actually did. And drugs. It's quite amazing to, to even see the nonsense that went on with this fake drama between Canada and the States to do with NAFTA and the agreements and so on. Now, NAFTA is supposed to be discussed every year to earn out differences between corporations. And the corporations draft up what they want done, and the prime ministers and presidents are supposed to present them and, and help debate them on behalf of the corporations that rule. So therefore, it's nothing new at all. It's supposed to be happening every year. And big corporations will never suffer. They, never, they will never, ever suffer. That's part of it, too. Because I say corporations today are part of the new feudal system. They help in fact, a lot of them design laws and hand it to governments, just like the CFR does. In fact, NAFTA was drafted up by the Council on Foreign Relations uh, and, and presented to uh, governments to sign. It was the same organization, the European Department or British Department, that, that did the whole amalgamation for the amalgamation of Europe. Private organization. Hasn't changed at all. But you've got to really come down and think about it. What it's all about deception, deception. And to make you think that you are part of a generation where all the good things are going to happen. All You've been trained to think, without really questioning it, what's good for you by other people. And so as you go into austerity and you, and you, and you see the nonsense like they're giving you with Trudeau and Trump and all this kind of stuff, with all photographs and and, and surprising little stares at each other. Same in Europe, too, with Merkel. It's all drama. It's all fake drama. That'll pass in no time at all. Because we're all living, as, as, as Canada especially, is living on raw resources. It's been doing that for years now. Instead of making things from them, we simply sell raw resources to mainly China. 
Sudbury, in fact, sells most of its stuff off to China. It's raw ore to China from the mines. Same with timber products. Why should we be shipping stuff down to the States to be kiln dried and, and planked and all the rest of it and then sent back up here? Uh, this is all part of ridiculous nonsense worked out by corporations for their own benefits because they, they can get government subsidies and they ship them back and forth for different parts of manufacturing. Isn't that wonderful, eh? Huh? Isn't that terrific? So that's how free trade is designed, designed to, to be set up, you see, for their benefit. Not for us. We pay for everything. Most corporations today are, get their, all their operating costs paid by the taxpayer. That's real corporate welfare. That's how it really works. And as we're going down into austerity, and we are, we're given all kinds of goody things so that it tells us we're free, you see. Again, lots of sex. Uh, and it's, it's not stopping. The whole sexual revolution, remember, it's, a, it's called revolution. Don't forget that. By the folk who tried to give you communism initially, and it wasn't working. And also to give you massive inbreeding of, of, of all the different peoples in the country to eliminate basic stocks. They, they don't want basic stocks of people around the world, except certain ones. They tried to get to, oh, even African Americans in the States to, to cause revolutions in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Didn't happen. So they changed, well, let's use sex instead. Well documented, all this stuff. And New York was a hub at the time, for all. And they came out with uh, sex, drugs and rock and roll. It's been awfully successful. It wrecked the, the, the family much, much better. It wrecked marriage. And uh, it devalued life uh, as you go into abortion industry. And it's an industry, by the way. It's very lucrative for those involved in it. Big chains operate to these abortion clinics and so on. It also, once you don't have families anymore, you've lost a lot of power. Because families bond with other people in the areas and communities and so on and until you all stand up together more more appropriately because you all have children. That's how it used to be. But as Charles Galton Darwin says, we'll have to see if we can tempt them with material goods not to have children. It's been awfully successful as well. And that's why they have their priorities aimed at getting all the women into the workforce. H.G. Wells, who are propagandists for this big world organization, said the same thing. That if we get women into the workforce because the men are off fighting wars, and this is before World War Two. He said they'll have many affairs, and so marriages will break down, and if we get enough money for women, then no one will get married at all. It's been awfully... And you double your tax base, too, for the big boys at the top, which means they can borrow more... Governments can then borrow more money from, from the, the private lenders, and you've got a bigger tax base to pay it back. That's the idea behind uh, taxation. It's all a racket, isn't it? Uh, but there's always those at the top who, who really profit so well off it. Some of them, the names you know so well, where they get their, their, their businesses set up for them, we build their factories for them in different countries, in fact, for the same corporation. Uh, batteries in one place, and their vehicles in another, things like that. And uh, it's, it's awfully lucrative, isn't it? Uh, not to use your own cash. Really lucrative. A lot of them never pay taxes either. For, for many, many years, they, they used to print this every year, and most papers, the big corporations that, that you're familiar with, uh, pay no taxes at all. And the, the, the government doesn't ask them, because the, the, the corporation says, well, if you, take our ta- if you demand our tax money, we'll simply move out of the country. And uh, you lose all these manufacturing or whatever it is, jobs. They're not even manufacturing anymore. They're all white-collar jobs in the tech industry, for instance. But that's what they threaten them with. 
And the ones who do any manufacturing, like any auto, are going to say the same thing. Well, we'll move out and take the jobs with it. That's it, gone. Yeah. That's how things are in reality. But anyway, you're going to austerity, and, and so in austerity, you have lots of freedoms in the sexual area. There's an article here, for instance, uh, that I've noticed it in all countries now. It's like it all just suddenly happened. Maybe it's been happening for a few years, I don't know. I don't watch TV, I don't have one. And so you have, between all this nonsense with Trump and Trudeau in Canada, and uh, and so on, and different articles about so what Canada's marijuana legislation means, I'll put that up too. We're going to get SOMA during this period. Which really tells me, I don't care what people do or take or whatever, but I'm telling you, when government's mandating this thing, there's something bigger behind it. Of course there is. And you're going to go into a phase where there'll be even less protests. It's bad, Canada's bad enough nowadays. I think probably because there's so much drugs around already and have been for years. But it's going to be a lot worse in the future because um, the, 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 with the legalization of dope, um, and it won't stop with marijuana either, by the way. It's it's going to it's already planned to go further with coke and everything else. But uh, you, you're going to have people who will never protest anything at all. They're, they're passive enough as it is, but it's going to get worse. That's all part of the, the plan. Give them all soma, uh, profit from it too, and, and they be select. There's always select corporations set up to to make the massive profits and even export it to other countries. And government is a seizure drug pusher now, but that's what it's about. The lowdown on what Canada's marijuana legislation means, I'll put this article up, quite a good article, because it's hard to get any real details on it. It's going full steam ahead, and uh, and people will be able to buy the legal marijuana from, from the liquor licensing bureaus as well that sell the booze. The government in Canada sells the, or interior sells the booze eh, as well. So you'll get lots of drugs, so much time. And I remember recently hearing someone talking about the, the era of revolution in the 60s, 1960s. And he's quite right. He's, he said that uh, people used to protest and uh, things that they had to protest and they should be protested about. And they were coherent, uh, etc., and active about it. Then they brought in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And with the drugs and so on, all kind of stopped, that the protesting part stopped. As he said, with alcohol, you want to dance around and, and, and have a good time. Uh, with drugs, you end up staring at the wall with, with marijuana. You know? And that's true. That's what happened. It wasn't accidental. It was planned that way. Before you haven't got a clue that it was actually planned. Quite amazing. But anyway, and Timothy O'Leary worked with the CIA, with other ones too, to make it all happen. And Brandt and so on. Grateful Dead, etc. Anyway, that's what they do. So now we're into so much time. And so as you go down the tubes into austerity, and because they can't pay the debts back, you know that. Eh? It's, it's, it was never meant to be paid back. just collapsed every so often uh, as your money becomes more and more worthless, basically, and you'd more and more of it to buy the same things. So you have drugs, and you can also go naked on bike rides now in, in Toronto. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Uh, uh, that the annual World Naked Bike Ride uh, kicked off uh, at Coronation Park Saturday afternoon, that's last week, I guess, with cyclists hitting the roads wearing little to nothing at all. So there's freedom, you see. You can go completely starkers uh, down uh, major cities, streets, and so on. And the pictures of it all, too, having a great old time going starkers and passing children on the streets and stuff. Isn't it amazing? You understand how you, how you see your rules that held society together for its own sake. 
that you find in, even in all kinds of societies, even the so-called primitive societies in third world countries, always took care uh, of certain things that were decent and indecent. That's what they called it, but to protect their children as well. Well, how can you even talk about pedophilia in an age where, where the, the children aren't going out looking for this stuff? They're going to see this stuff going past them in the streets. And the police are doing nothing apparently, according to the article here. Uh, it's all fun. Everything's fun now. Huh? It's just society goes down the tubes. Just like the mass orgies in the ancient times, as Greece went down the tubes and the countries in the Middle East went down the tubes, but at the same time, too. The same kind of way as well, isn't it? So, yep, there you go. You can have Soma, and you can go naked on your bike rides and so on. That's not wonderful. And I also mentioned years ago how, I think it was, it was, uh, nine, it was in 2001, just before 9-11 happened, uh, and they'd had a, an international meeting of the censor departments for different countries. They run, these are, they actually have departments that work for governments to decide what's by the public. We, we used to think it was for, to decide what we, what we, to safeguard the public. What they should see. But it was actually to see what they could push further. It's the right time to push the envelope further and further and further. And it's interesting too, because there's a, do- a documentary on it too uh, at the time, where you saw these people sitting in a, and they worked for government, in, I think in Canada or the States or somewhere, and all they did is watch porn and stuff on television. That was their job, to, to decide what, how much was appropriate to push for us, how much would we accept without kicking back, basically. Well, they had a, a meeting with them in, in 2001, and it was in the papers here. A Canadian paper had one. The article was the exact same article as the one in the States I, I saw. Exact same, written by two different professors. So it was arranged that way. And they said now would, they'd won uh, the battle, for, uh, they said, for, for, for gay rights, it was, homosexual rights. But more t- on television, stuff like that. It says now it's time to push for, the next step is for intergenerational sex and bestiality. And bestiality. And you got to understand how they even do it. It was shortly after that, I think even some of the well-known actresses ended up in bathtubs with children who were the reincarnation of their dead husbands. Stuff like that. No kidding, that happened, eh? See, what I'm telling you is things don't happen by themselves. It's a big, big plan organization. Everything's organized. Every, every step of it is organized. But it's presented to you as though it's just happening all unconnected from, from everything else. And there's an article here, Hollywood liberals, and, how, and now they want you to accept bestiality. Here's proof. And they test the waters every so often by putting something on television and watching the, the response. They're called trial balloons. That's how they do it. I don't think most folk would care today because the internet gives them everything they want, I suppose. And that's how it really is, isn't it? So this article goes on to explain how Hollywood is, is really wanting you to accept bestiality. I'll put that up for you to, to read. It's from LifeSite News. Another article here, I'm going to pop tonight too, is Tyranny of the Minorities. We live in an age of mob rule by minorities. And by the way, again, the capstone on the pyramid manages all these different groups, thousands of them. It's all working together. It's a mob rule by minorities in which anybody who disagrees with them is censored. And freedom of expression is something only they enjoy, writes Quinton Letts. It's Daily Mail. And this is one of the great lines in 20th century films. comes from Stanley Kubrick's Cold War satire, Dr. Strange Love. The scene is a nuclear missile control bunker. 
with World War III imminent, two men scuffle until their boss, played by Peter Sellers, cries, Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. And that's how it started, basically, and Article does it too, and how you have to belong to a group in order to have any say at all. I said that would happen years ago. In fact, they even had big articles out from different universities over years talking about this. Many, even back in the 1920s, that eventually democracy will simply be only be effective for those who belong to a special group. If you don't belong to a special group, sure, you've had it, you get no say in anything and no, no benefits of any kind. That's how it eventually it all goes, you see. So I'll put this one on um, minority tyranny, basically, and... Uh, that's where we're down to today, as far as I'm concerned. And they're all used by those who know how to use them all. Like many of them, so many different organizations, all networking together and, and getting paid good salaries at the top, actually, for the CEOs of them. <laughs> and also this one here, too, is to do with a pimp, Dennis Hoff, chosen by Republicans as a candidate for Nevada State Assembly seat. Brothel owners... There's a bit brothel owners not running for government. So you understand, as you go down the tubes, this this kind of thing comes to the fore, and you can eventually you'll have uh, you you can't stand up for anything that's really decent anymore as decency goes down the toilet because that's that's the function of it all. Started with uh, the agenda to destroy beauty and art and so on a long time ago. This is where it ends up going. It's all part of the same agenda, folks. Also, this article here. Women who refuse to have babies to save the planet meet the Britons who claim they're doing their part to stop the crippling impact of overpopulation on Earth. And so I said that would come years ago. Here it is today. Amazing, isn't it? But also put up something that, that refutes their, their reasons for it because the impact of immigration on population growth in Britain, because it's about Britain at the moment, and to show you the statistics are all fudged. And most of the, the, the immigration, the increases in Britain is actually from massive migration. And even the, the recent surge in children in Britain is, is actually from immigrant families. So it's, it's all misleading, you see, how things are promoted. Isn't it something else, isn't it? Be careful of all the stuff that you read. So it's, it's done on purpose to con you. And also proposed relaxation of immigration rules for non-EU skilled workers. As I said, they get round things. They try to pull out a Brexit and so on, but they get round things to make sure you, the big agenda continues. Quite some, isn't it? And a Paris mayor has warned that he will be blown up after naming a street in honour of Palestinians. <laughs> They're thinking it might be Israelis have actually argued or, or threatening them. Who knows? But... Um, it's interesting to watch the world and, and, and the inevitable backlashes. And these things are all inevitable, aren't they? You, you know from experience what's going to happen. It's almost like the news is a, a secondary afterthought that you've had already. Also, French President Emmanuel Macron and new Italian Premier uh, Giuseppe Conte meeting today after the two clashed over migration, it says. But uh, this, is the, this is the end of Europe, really. It's meant to be that way. And Hungary's far right. Anybody who still believes in a nation is interesting. Not anybody. Some nations are allowed, certain select ones are allowed to, to be ultra-nationalistic. But if you're not allowed, then they come down on them. And it's Hungary's far right Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, 
uh, claims replacement of populations is underway with mass migration because financiers want to profit from the ruination of Europe. Well, that's all part of it too. Even war, you know, is a, a new is a, is a renovation job as they blow up cities across you know the countries that are bombing and so on. You realise there's big money to be borrowed there to fix it all and re- rebuild everything, eh? <laughs> and there's international companies that deal with all that, even the building. Eh? Another article too is. Delling poll. It goes on into an article, a good article on, again, the double speak on Antarctica, how they, they come out and, and spin it in different newspapers. Oh, it's melting. And then you had the real facts that disproved what they've just said. It's just amazing. Everything is agenda driven and it's, everything is spun for agendas. Always remember that. You have to always remember that or you're lost. You'll be fooled every time and used by people you never even know are using you. And that's sad, isn't it? But it's been happening since the dawn of, of humanity. And now it's, it's, it's even more perfect today, because it's now it's, they're, they're actually codified into sciences and how we do it all for the right kind of people. Quite some, isn't it? Isn't it some? We always hope, we always hope we're going to break through into some beautiful awareness and decency with humanity. But again, until humanity itself changes innately, which doesn't seem to be going to happen, like a, like a great leap forward, then you're going to have, be stuck with what you have. And, beca- and because of that, you'll be fooled and conned by the psychopathic elites who rule the world. And they are elites, and they boast about it today, very openly in some papers in other countries. <laughs> it's quite amazing what came out this week. And nothing really changes. He said they become more and more arrogant as they consolidate more and more power. Well, it's a fast run through a few articles. It's nothing like I wanted to talk about tonight, but it takes so darn long. I'd have to start doing a lot more talks, actually, because there's too much to say. And remember, I say it for free, generally. That's why I depend on you. I'm probably one of the few people out there who doesn't make you pay for information and so on except for the books that are selling the discs and so on. But I don't sell you all kinds of get uh, healthy quick stuff or, you know, eat all this stuff and, and you'll be cured of this, that or the other. I just tell you the facts, information. And if it helps one out of a, a thousand out there, I'm happy with that. Because that's a lot, actually. I think Plato said the same thing. In your own lifetime, you're lucky if you make even, you make even three to five friends in a lifetime. That's the truth of it. Forget all this nonsense of friendings and, and Facebooks. You don't even know these people. They won't know you either. Everything's a bit of a, an illusion today, isn't it? But again, carefully promoted illusions. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's goal with you. Mm-hmm.